Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you, Ashley? I'm good. Stuffy, but good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm still sunburnt. I'm peeling a lot and it looks horrifying. (laughs) Um, I'm actually, I'm going to send you a picture of my sunburn right now. Or should I I send it to you on Messenger? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, While you're doing that, I'll... I'll just say happy birthday to to Kevin, the love of my life. Um, he's old today, so. <laughs> happy birthday, Kevin! <laughs> happy Welcome birthday, to the old man babe. club. <laughs> Last uh, night he was like uh, walking around. He's like, "Oh, it hurts so bad!" Like getting up, sitting down was just like. <laughs> oh, he'd be feeling <laughs> it today. Noises. Last night, didn't he? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I apologise in advance for these pictures, but you need to see how gross this sunburn is. Um, it reminds me of, you know, that poor girl in Halloween 2 that gets, like, a face, like, melted off by Michael Myers dunking her, her face <laughs> in the mm-hmm. boiling hot oh, water. Oh. <laughs> it's just, like, hanging off me. Um, I've had a sunburn that bad before. It sucks. That's yeah, not, rough. That's not good. Um, but I'm I'm fine. I'm ju- I'm just moaning for for no no reason. Uh, <laughs> so we are here today to talk about part three, the final instalment in the Netflix film trilogy event, Fear Street. But before we go into that, I want to shout out our sponsors, Skeleton Crew Clothing. They're our friends from across the pond in Nashville, Tennessee. They're producing the finest spooky threads around, so go and check out their t-shirts. And they've got some sick, like, Disney homage stuff up there at the moment. Looks great. Uh, I need uh, to go check them out. Yeah. Uh, Go and buy some sweet merch and tell them that Horror Homeschool sent you. And you can find the link for the store over at horrorhomeschool.com. Also, go and check out Phil Mouse. He does the fantastic theme tune that you just heard. Download and listen to all of his music at offbrandmusic.com. So, Fear Street Part 3, 1666. So the Fear Street movies, trilogy of films directed by Lee Janiak and based on Goosebump author R.L. Stein's best-selling horror book series. Now, all the films got released weekly in July. They're all out now, and now we finally watch them all. We can finally get stuck into discussing the trilogy as a whole. But first, let's talk about Part 3. So Yeah, and neither one of us have told each other anything about our thoughts at all about this one no this is the first one where we we're going it's blind aren't we been killing me because <laughs> the first time we both knew that we loved part one yeah and the second time you let slip that you liked it and i said nothing because i didn't yep. like it yeah. but now we have no idea what either of us think of this so this should be interesting but yeah so part three reveals the story of Seraphia by flashing back into 1666 in the form of a vision that the main character Dina has. And then halfway through the film, after the secret origins are revealed, it then flashes forward back to 1994 and ends the movie with essentially part two of part one. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's as convoluted as it sounds. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I'll read the synopsis. And then we'll get into our thoughts on it. But first of all, this is your spoiler warning. If you've not seen the movie, go and watch it. Every time we do an episode on a movie, we're going into full spoiler detail. So, yeah, pause the pod, go and watch it. They're all on Netflix. And then come back and join us for our discussion. So, 
synopsis. It's a short one. The origins of Seraphia's curse are finally revealed as history comes full circle on a night that changes the lives of Shady Siders forever. So, before we dive into what we thought about the film, I'm going to reel off some trivia about it. It's the only film in the trilogy to actually reference the titular Fear Street, spelt F-I-E-R. Did you catch that? Right at the end? Mm. Yeah, um, I it do was on one that, of the, yeah. They were going down the road and it said Fear Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Good was also the surname of a prevalent family during the Salem witch trials. Mm, I didn't know that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, after killing Nick, Dina removed her coat to show Sam her body armor made of books. The books of various actual Fear Street titles, including the first evil Fear Street cheerleaders I... number one. I did notice that. Yeah. I never read them, but I was like, yeah, that's... Yeah, (laughs) it's quite funny. It was quite cool because it was going back to the beginning because the very first scene, Uma Thurman's daughter was holding up one of the Fear Street Mm -hmm. books or something, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of going full circle. Um, And the last one, author R.L. Stein visited the set during filming. Okay. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't even know he was still alive, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the Goosebumps films? No. Mm-mm. Like the new ones. Are they good? Um, the first one is. The second one is terrible. But in the first one, R.L. Stein actually has a little cameo at the end. Oh. It's cool because, you know, Jack Black's in them. Mm-hmm. So he is, um, he is the drama teacher and then R.L. Stein is the English teacher. Or vice mm. versa. Um, but, yeah, that's a little cool little cameo at the end. Um, so, yeah, there is a lot to unpack about this film. <laughs> like, I actually found it really difficult to rate. Um, but in general, what were your thoughts on this one? Like, your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts was, okay, this is really cheesy. Like, the way it started, and I was like, ugh. Um, their accents were terrible. The English was <laughs> terrible. But by the end of it, I was like, okay, this movie's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds pretty similar to how I felt, to be honest. I mean, I didn't hate it. You know, as you mentioned, aside from the accents, I actually liked the first part. But I thought the flash forward ending went on for way too long. Like, this was really like two short movies put together. Yes. Um, That's what I thought too. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So it's a bit of a weird editing choice to sort of like smack them together like that. Um, but let's tackle the first half of the movie. So the sixteen sixty six okay. bit. So yeah, let's address the elephant in the room. Get this out of the way with the accents were absolutely abysmal. Like they're atrocious. Were they meant to be Irish? I don't but... know because I'm like sitting there. And I'm like okay. So this is 1666. First of all, their English, like the actual words that they would use, would be different. Like they're not going to talk like modern day people. Yeah. But yes, I think they were supposed yeah. to be Irish. Exactly. Like the the um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but the di- the dialect is that it? Yeah. Um, the way I you, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Those were some seriously shitty accents. Though. Oh. <laughs> like, terrible (laughs) it completely took me out of it and it made me feel like i was watching like a high school reenactment play yes that's exactly what i felt like too so i just was like trying to get past it yeah i was like okay let me focus on the movie and yeah uh... i was exactly the same i was like oh shit and then i was like okay just like try and move past that you know uh, the, the the kid with the worst accent was it, ironically our favourite character from the first film, Josh. I mean, poor Josh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the actor's name, but man, his was terrible. So <laughs> was bad. Like, like Caribbean at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but they they killed him off pretty quickly. They probably knew that he could not do the accents so like, yeah. with that shit off really quickly. <laughs> but um, I mean things that we liked about it i actually really enjoyed the score in this part like yeah. last time i was saying how i hated the omen style orchestra choir music but in this i loved it i thought it worked 
you know, it set the atmosphere and the tension and it actually elevated the movie from what it actually was. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's something that I loved about in The Witch, which we'll go into full detail on. Oh, I can't wait. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people were comparing this to The Witch, but it yeah. was nothing like it. I mean, no. aside from the time setting and The Witch stuff, I mean, they're completely you know- different movies and stories you know it reminded me more of the village yes yeah 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 because like in the witch it's just like literally like four or five characters in this it's like an entire town you know right yeah and dynamic the the vibe not the vibe like i don't know the witch has that real eerie feeling to it this one just had kind of a it's a good it's a good movie this right. one isn't. I thought, <laughs> this, this one had like had a more of a a goofyish. Oh yeah. Well, Does I that mean, make sense? Yeah. Let's be honest. This was a Netflix budget horror, so yeah, you get what you're given. It's a Netflix movie. Um, I mean, saying that, there was one scene that really stuck out to me in this that I loved, and I thought it was like, you know, on Hollywood level, I thought it was a great horror scene, and that was the church scene. I, yeah. Ooh, you know I was going to say that. Was, like, yes. <laughs> I mean, man, that was intense. Like, so good. Like, genuinely scary. Like, he took all the children, locked them in the church, and then, like, you just see them. You just see from the back of the church. He's at the uh, what? What do you call it? The top. The, of the church. pulpit. The pulpit. And you could count on you for knowing the name of that. <laughs> <laughs> the pulpit. He's standing the pulpit with his sort of head bowed. And um, he's like tapping, like, has he got like a hook? He's like tapping I the think hook. So, yeah. And then the dude walks in. Who is it at this point? Is it Solomon? Yeah. In? It is, isn't Solomon it? Solomon Good, yeah. And yeah. he's like walking down really slow, and this, the tapping of the hook is going like that. It's already like building the tension up. And you can just see the backs of the, all these kids' heads that just sat there lifeless, just not moving. Mm. And then eventually it gets revealed that they've all got their eyes clawed out uh, you know, and they're just like and dead in the middle there. of the floor and it's just so yeah, whole, nasty like whole like pool of eyeballs like uh, and that was so sick i thought that was great um yeah i love that part that was probably yeah that leads that leads me into my favorite kill of the whole movie was the pastor being killed with the pitchfork yeah yeah that was cool um favorite kill for me or death or whatever like I struggled to find because there wasn't many. Like, this yeah. wasn't like a straight-up slasher. It was like more of the slow burn at the start. Uh-huh. But I really struggled to even think of any. Like, but yeah, that was that was a cool kill. Um, was there any more? I mean, I know towards the end, like... Yeah, I think the end was the only... Got yeah. killed, but... I felt like a lot of the music, too, kind of was... Um, there was some X-File, like style music in this one that i did like that though a lot i didn't pick up on the x-files story i can't remember which scene it is i wrote it down but i don't uh this is back to the widow i don't know who is the widow i don't remember oh yeah the the one that originally had all like the 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 book and everything yes yeah yes yes oh i know what you mean yeah 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 totally so like the story I kind of liked I mean I was like okay I mean I knew that good the the guy the cop or whatever I knew he was gonna be bad somehow I was like, this yeah guy's gonna be bad. I mean he he sort of pops up early on and you think well there's yeah. something about him that there's gonna be more you know there's gonna be more about him he's gonna have a big part in the story but I kind of felt like putting everything together he wasn't I don't know. He, he didn't. He wasn't there enough. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He sort of mm-hmm. like was this big thing at the end, and then it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how well it worked for me. Yeah, I mean, I kind of was like, okay, cool. Like, what was it? His Solomon sold his soul to the devil because his wife and daughter died, or something. Is that what it was? I don't know. I didn't actually pick up on why he did it at all. Um, I think because he was like struggling, he he was like poor or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he just hated everybody else because they were rich, right? And or doing okay yeah. at least, and so he just decided to <clears throat> um, afflict 
um, misery on them or whatever. I'm not quite sure why why he did what he did or whether he was just digging the devil. I don't know. He just he just fancied a bit of witchcraft. Yeah. But I like that part though. Yeah. You know, where, like I... it was like revealed that it was him and because because I know it was like a, a very obvious plot thread. But I didn't pick up on it until it was actually revealed. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, I started getting vibes and I was like, okay, where is this going? Yeah, because um, I liked him. I liked his character to begin with. And then um, it was only when he, when she came back after seeing the widow um, and he told her, she told him everything. And he said, who else knows about this? And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, it's him. He's behind it all, you know, like, um, and then she goes underground and, and finds all the shit. <clears throat> I thought that was cool. Like, I was really digging it um, at that point. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can get down with this. Like, yeah, that's when it started getting good was was that part was yeah closer to the end of the movie. Um, I just could not. St- I can't stand her voice. I don't know what it is. Oh, the main the, character. All. The main character, Dina, or whatever. Yeah. Or there's something about her voice that really irritates me. Sometimes with actors, when they speak, like, I can't watch stuff with them in it. Yeah. And, and she sounded even worse when she was trying to do oh, that accent. <laughs> so bad. I mean, it's funny you should say that, though, because, I mean, going into favorite characters, weirdly, I like Dina or Sarah, you know, the most in this one. She went from being my least favorite to to my favorite, I think. Yeah, maybe... I like. It's it's weird because I liked her as the as the witch. I did. I yeah. just couldn't stand the way she talked. Yes. But, I mean, she was definitely one of the better characters in the sixteen sixty six part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's not saying much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, right? We've got to tackle this, but. I think they they really should have got a new cast for 1666. I think because so too, yeah. They got a new cast for 1978. You know, they didn't have the same actors from 94, like, reenacting 78. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know why they did it. It was meant to be, like, a, a vision through mm-hmm. Dina's eyes, and she was, like, living it as Sarah Fear. Uh, but there's no... There was no reason why, like, she had to have everyone else as her mates in the story, mm-hmm. playing other people. It just made no sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, and I, I, I know why they did it as well because they wanted like more like at stake at the end. They wanted like the same two people at the end, like even though they weren't the same two people, you know, the same two actors or whatever, mm-hmm. fighting it out. Um, you know, they wanted to tie it into that bit. And going through the rest of the movies but i don't know and i think maybe they also wanted to really heavily handed sort of hammer home the lesbian plot thread like yeah oh look it's the same as you like you know she she had this sort of relationship with this girl and um but honestly i think i, th- I think it would have been better if, it, if they had some better actors in that and it was totally With better accents <laughs> yeah i just i i know they wanted to try and be clever they wanted to do like an american horror story mm-hmm. haunt, you know haunting of hill house kind of thing mm-hmm. but i just think it would have been so much better if they put some decent actors in with proper accents yeah you know it would have sold it so much better and given more weight to the origin do you know Definitely. what i mean like yes i mean you know the actors they used you know they're fine for your standard netflix budget horror movie but when you're trying to do like a high drama mystery horror genre, they're just not up to that standard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, we'll be talking about it in the next episode, but the difference in the caliber of the acting between this and The Witch is just no, no comparison. It's <laughs> you know? definitely high school play and professional yeah, movie. Ab- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I did enjoy, like, I really loved the the curse that she p- placed on on him at the end whenever they're they're hanging yeah. her yeah something that confused me about that though was um they had actual sarah fear like saying it yeah it took me ages to realize what was going on because the lighting and stuff i thought it was dina 
I thought, well, she looks weird in that shot. Like, yes. Do you know what I mean? I just yes, didn't, that happened I, to me too. I was like, wait I a second. <laughs> I didn't get it. Um, but also, like, if she wasn't a witch, like, how did she place a curse? Like, did she place a curse? I didn't really get that part. Yeah, there was. There's some I mean, loose <laughs> ends that they didn't really tie up. But, yeah, there um... was a lot of. I guess plot holes, but yeah. one of those things where if you if you look too hard at it, the whole thing <laughs> starts to fall apart. So it's best not to. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I mean, I mentioned this in the last episode with part two, but I hated the way that the older versions of the characters look nothing like them. Mm-hmm. Like that cop Nick Good did not look anything like an older version of Ziggy's boyfriend in part two. Right. Like, he looked nothing. Like, when they were doing that emotional scene, it was meant to, like, be dead, like, hold lo- loads of weight to it, dead emotional scene. And they're just, like, flashing back to, like, Camp Nightwing and t- them two together, and then now, and it's just like, they're not the same people. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't even resemble the same people at all. Um, I mean, I'm jumping around all over the place here, but I thought it was so funny when they found the cave exit leading directly to Nick Good's fancy house in Sunnyvale. Mm-hmm. And, like, they go through the house and all the taxidermy goats everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, the not-so-subtle Satanist abode. And, like, I was just thinking, can you imagine when he has any guests over? And they're just like, so, you like goats? <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking... He's like, no, I'm, I'm a... I worship the devil. (laughs) Um, I also thought it was ridiculous that they all ended up at the mall, which conveniently was still the site of the preserved tree and the satanic underground cave. For real. It was all all so convenient. However, Uh, when we're getting into that part of the movie, there were some things that I did like a lot. Um, I, what I thought was clever was when they um, sprayed uh, whose blood was it? The some somebody's blood on now. The... Yeah, this blood thing, right? I don't understand the. Blood I don't thing. understand either. Like, I was just wrapping my head around like the revelation at the end of the first part. I was like, okay, this guy's behind it or whatever. And then the blood thing, and I was like, oh yeah, like as I thought back to part one, and then. I didn't understand the blood thing at all. I was like, but what? <laughs> Who, whose blood are they chasing? Why are they still, why are they still doing that? Like, did, did you understand it? No, I didn't. <laughs> but I still thought it was clever. They're like, let's spray this blood on Nick and just have him die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, I loved them putting like neon day glow blood in uh super soakers which by the way is the exact super soaker that i used to have as a kid like the <laughs> orange and the um the, the blue and the green like oh i just i was taken right back even like you know when they they run out and they press the trigger and it kind of like makes that puffy noise when there's nothing uh. left like i remember that puffy noise like <laughs> if that makes sense i was just like it does i oh that takes me back you know so yeah i mean all that stuff was cool the but the whole ending like the whole uh second part whatever felt very stranger things to me more than more than a horror film definitely well especially like what was that big blob thing with the heartbeat about like was that meant to be like satan's heart or something like (sighs) I thought I that was, know. like, so dumb and unnecessary. Because like, <laughs> that was Stranger Things, that. Like, did you ever see the Stranger Things Season 3? Oh, yeah, I've seen Where that. they have the <laughs> the big thing like that. and Which oh, is, ironically, yeah. the thing that makes everyone possessed. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. <sighs> yeah, I don't... They just said it was the heart of the cave, and it, I don't know if it was, like, something that he awoke when he was citing all that stuff or if it was supposed to be Satan. I don't know. They didn't explain it very well. No. They didn't explain a lot of things very well. Um, which is my biggest gripe about it, really, because it's frustrating because 
like this movie like this trilogy could have been like really something that i loved but if they if they'd have just shifted their focus a bit you know and sort of like explained certain things more and left other things by the wayside yeah. a bit does that make sense uh-huh i mean let's just go back and touch on some good stuff um, yeah, we're just sitting here ripping I, apart. <laughs> I mean, I, in the first part, um, I mean, this goes without saying for the second part too, but the aesthetic and the cinematography was well done. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the way that they shot, um, you know, part one, uh, and then we went back into that. And I thought they did a pretty good job with the 1666 look as well. It was moody, mm-hmm. had a decent colour palette. It was atmospheric, you know, for a period piece, it was okay. Um, yeah i will say though that i found parts of that movie like extremely dark and too poorly lit like i couldn't see what was going on um but i I did watch it in the middle of the day when it was really sunny out but i did draw the curtains and turn the contrast up on the tv and i still couldn't see anything like it was just i don't know did you notice that it was really dark yeah couldn't see what was going on but I think um, we watched it at night, so I think it was a little bit easier to see. Yeah, maybe that's my fault. Um, so, yeah, so halfway through, um, so it changes. Part, so part two of this movie, which was part three, is part two of part one. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> which... I mean, I found it, it was a welcome change to jump back into 1994, you know, because I loved that movie so much. Um, You know, I loved having that vibe back and all the nostalgic things, uh, the Super Soaker and everything. Um, Something I also welcomed back in this half, you can probably guess. Hmm. Soundtrack. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, there wasn't. Wasn't many tracks, but they tried their damned hardest to cram as many as they could into 45 yep. minutes. <laughs> Including two of my favourite 90s tunes, Come Out and Play by The Offspring and Live Forever by Oasis. Nice. Fantastic. I mean, um, when Come Out and Play came on, I was up putting the dog out for a piss and I just literally just started dancing around the room. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> this is what I want right now. Fucking offspring. Love it. And then I thought Live Forever was uh, a great choice at the end because it's such a fucking uplifting mm-hmm. song and it just sold the cheesy ending. And I yeah. liked it, like it just kicked in as that Sunnyvale car just got wiped out. And I was like, yes, like we're supposed to be happy that rich people are dying and it sounds <laughs> great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was also two Pixie songs. Mm-hmm. Um, those that was my favorite. Yeah, they actually listened to the Pixies and snogged and ate cheeseburgers, which was great. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's that's a date I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I think one of my favorite scenes out of the entire movie was besides the the church and the dead kids, um, <laughs> was. When they're in the mall and they sprayed the blood on on the zombie ghost. Oh, yeah, my God. I was just about to mention that. Yes. That part was was so cool. It was so funny because it was like they're all teaming up, all the killers in the mall, and then they just turned on each other. I Uh, loved it. I loved it so much. By the way, I loved the milkman. Like so I, creepy. I thought he was such a great looking villain, like genuinely yeah. scary. Like he was the one that we thought looked like Michael Myers in part uh-huh. two. Because we get like a brief, like two second shot of him. And he does, he's got the overalls on, you know. I don't know if milkmen wear those overalls. Maybe they did back in the day. Um but, but he does, he looks like Michael Myers, and that's clearly, you know, who they're trying to emulate there. Yeah. But instead of wearing a mask, he's got like a burnt face, right? Yeah. And he looked so creepy. I loved it. And I loved the way he acted. And like when he grabbed someone, he was like, had his tongue out and he was like trying to lick them and stuff. I was like, oh my yeah. God, this guy's so creepy. Um, yeah, I loved it. I loved the way he moved. He was great. And I wanted to see more of him. I would have loved more of a look at his story. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, also, I, the I wanted the gas mask guy too. I was like, yeah. I don't, 
I want more of him. Yeah. And the little the little kid with the Ew, weird no. mask on. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I mean, there's just re- something about creepy kids. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really wish that these films could have explored more of the stories behind each slasher. You know, like get us to really feel how it was when like good innocent people fell victim to the dark powers, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like it, that would have been a better focus than all of the witch MacGuffin stuff. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if we, like, actually dove into these stories one by one and then had the witch stuff, like, interspliced in between them, like, revealing mm-hmm. it gradually. And then it'll all lead up to, like, like a conclusion of, like, all, all the worlds colliding at the end. I think mm-hmm. that, like, that would have led to a more satisfying conclusion. Um, you know, we would have had more investments in the characters then. Instead, they just disappear in a poof of flies. Yeah, you know, I just found part three to be a bit jarring with some odd editing choices. You know, like maybe it would have worked better as a TV series. I don't know. You know, I was just thinking that too. I was like, I feel like if they wanted to get really deep into it, they should have done it as as a TV series. Yeah, because there was a lot going on. Yeah, and I think that if they just you know, if they're trying to make it work as this, like, three-part film event, I think if they just slightly shifted focus, it would have really helped the set of films. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what did you think of the overall story running through all of the films? I liked it. I mean, yeah. overall, overall I did. I, I very much enjoyed it. I was excited. It's nice to see, you know... It was... For the first one, it was nice to see that 90s vibe slasher and then, yeah, you know, the camp. And I don't know. I, I overall liked liked them. But there yeah. was a whole bunch of things that I was just like, oh, yeah, disappointing. I mean, I thought the story was like really complex and I'm still not sure if they pulled it off or not. Like, yeah. there's a few things that just left me scratching my head trying to work out. You know, what's the deal with the blood? Why did the killers disappear in part one after Hannah died? Why were they chasing yeah. Hannah in the first place? Is that still a thing? Like, this is these are all things I was thinking at the end, after the revelation of that the sheriff was behind it all. So I was trying to, my head was spinning, because I was trying to figure all that out whilst the film was going on. And all I really wanted to do was jump back into the fun of 1994. <laughs> But I was yeah. just like, there's some plot holes here. It's it's not letting me enjoy it. You know, I just couldn't put my finger on what they were either, which was even more annoying. Also, something that annoyed me <laughs> was <laughs> at the end when Josh, I guess, what, his arm's broken? or Oh, yeah, because he almost oh, God. died. <laughs> Let's get That's into right. this. I forgot about, oh, I felt so bad for him whenever he like looked like he was about to die. I was, just, <laughs> I was like, no, not him. But anyways... That girl that was like the one that he was talking to online and just randomly shows her and then she writes her thing on there. And I was like, first of all, it was 94. Yeah. You're not going to write at your, yeah. you know, in that, in username. 994, you don't have handles. I mean, you do. You've got an AOL one, but it's not a handle. No one right. even knows. And, and second of all, that was a very long handle to write on his cast. Like, that would have taken at least a minute and a half to write. And where where did she get the pen from? Like, and then just... why didn't they go more into that? Because they 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 focused on it in the first movie so much. Yeah. And then it just went away, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, I guess it was meant to be like the nice happy ending, like, oh, you know, he, he that girl he like died, but oh, you know, you've got your internet girlfriend in real life now. But I mean, the way that it happened was such a bizarre way. The way she just came up to them randomly and interrupted a conversation and then just signed a handle on his cast. I was like, okay, that's really ham-fisted, but fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But overall, overall, I liked it. Sorry. I was going <laughs> to ask you if you thought it was a well-written story, but... I mean, I don't even want to ask you that. It's just a Netflix no, horror movie. It's you, not. You it's not well written. It's it's like, so whenever I watch poorly written movies that are also kind of entertaining, I'm like, I take myself 
I, I split it down the middle and I'm like, okay, so yes, it wasn't a great story or whatever. Was it entertaining? Yes. So I put entertainment on one side and like believable or well-written on the other side. <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I have my top five horror movie must-haves and this ticked like a good amount of them, yeah. you know, aesthetic, atmosphere, soundtrack, great, you know, um, likable characters, meh, good kills, yeah. meh. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, top, it ticked like three or five, which is fine, you know. More uh, than more than the last one did, more than the second one did. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what, what's your overall thoughts on the movie and the trilogy as a whole? I wish it was a little bit better. I'm glad that it was made, though. Like, I'm glad that we got to experience this. And um, yeah, I have hopes for her, for the director. Like, mm-hmm. if she wants to start, if she does another horror film, I'll, I'll watch it. You know? Yeah. Um, overall, I liked the trilogy. I did. Um, yeah. There was just there was a lot of plot holes. Oh, another one was the end whenever um, they go into the cave and then the book just like randomly was left there. I was like, <laughs> okay, the cops would have totally taken that in. And then yeah, it's evidence. Goes, yeah. Somebody goes and takes it. And I was like, okay, is this setting up for something else? Is it just going to leave us hanging? Like, okay, whatever. But so that kind of irritated me at the end. But, um, you know, if, if they wanted to you know go in transition into a tv show i'd be totally down i'd be like you go more into it and you know clean up all those plot holes i'd be down yeah i agree definitely um i mean i enjoyed this part it had its ups and downs you know i had my issues with it but i enjoyed it as a whole which are my exact thoughts on the trilogy as a whole really um, you know, it's frustrating because I think that a few tweaks here and there, this could have been something that I really would have loved, you know. Um, what about ranking then? Where do you rank this movie in the three? Uh, I would say it was my second favorite, to be honest. I think, it too. I think the first one, the third one, and then the second one. Oh, so you put the first one at the top. Yeah. Cause oh, I thought. Not, I thought you... not that you swayed my opinion on it, but after watching this one and then it goes going back to the to the mm-hmm. 1994 aspect of it, I was like, you know what? I think I do like 1994 more. Mm-hmm. And I, it may have been just because of the aesthetics. It may just yeah. be because it spoke spoke to my 90s heart, but. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'd say one, three, and two. Nice. Well, I, I'm the same. I mean, I rank this one in the middle, you know, in front of 78, but below 94. Um, yeah. And I will rewatch part one again and again, like on its own. Yeah. But if I fancy a rewatch of the whole story, I would skip part two and just watch so, one and three. I, just I would thought skip part to two the was end unnecessary. of part two. Like, that's where I would skip to the, like, Mm -hmm. when it starts getting good with the killings. Yeah. But part two is really, there's really not, it wasn't necessary. Other than to show you that Nick was a kid and he knew. (laughs) Yeah, he was a kid at one point. (laughs) Yeah, like, just the fact that he knew C. Berman. That's it. That was the only, that was the whole point of the second movie. Yeah. There was no other really, like, it didn't really give away anything else they knew about the witch the quote-unquote yeah. witch all it did it, was just like expand on the i don't want to say rumors but what do you call it when like a story's passed down um it gets like miscon cons- what's the word i'm looking construed, for misconstrued yeah. uh is it a folk tale or a yeah urban, it would be legends like, kind urban of. legend yeah yeah because obviously like all that was like false like you know she didn't cut off a hand for a deal with the devil or anything she just got it cut off when she was fighting solomon and um, and all so that nasty yeah it was actually but when when like she got it hacked off and then there was a bit where like it got pulled off and it, cle- it clearly like looked like a fake 
dummy hand. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, part two just basically expanded on that and made it more of a thing. Like, oh no, she's definitely the evil witch. This definitely happened. It's definitely a right. curse. Uh, um, so that was kind of wasted for me. I would have preferred to see, you know, m- more of the backstory of all the other killers. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, something else that really bugged me about like the girl in part two uh old ziggy what what's with all the clocks oh um i'm pretty sure like she was either because i think she may have been ocd or something um for some reason when it happens like in movies i feel like they always base certain mental illnesses off of trauma and not necessarily just oh, brain I see. just being so, sick. So, so I we're felt supposed like... to look at her and go, oh, she's a crazy lady. She's got yes. loads of clocks on the go. Yes. Okay, that was yes. terrible. <laughs> each clock had something that had said something on there about like, oh, it's time to eat or now it's time to feed your dog or whatever. Oh, and... right. So the idea was that Oh, look, she's fucked up because of this. Yeah, and then she probably just had to have, like, a certain routine every single day. So she didn't think about her sister being hacked Ah, to death or whatever. Okay, fair enough. I'll give her that, then. She can have as many clocks as she wants. Yeah. (laughs) It did bug me a little bit, too. I was just like, okay, like... Yeah, you go through trauma, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the crazy lady, like, later yeah, on. Yeah, right. I mean, we'll go into this when we talk about the Halloween movies, right? And yeah. the various timelines. Uh, but <laughs> have you seen H2O? I have, but I can't remember it. It wasn't so, memorable to me. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I'll have to but... rewatch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not yet, though. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. But, um, yeah, so anyway, the, uh, any Halloween fan knows that there's a few different timelines. It's very yeah. confusing to anyone that doesn't understand it. But basically, Laurie, um, you know, after everything that happens in the first film, she comes back then, you know, 20 years later. And she's, like, relatively well-adjusted. She seems, like, fine. Like, you know, she's had a kid, like... Mm -hmm. And she seems, you know, a fairly, like... um, You know, she's got her shit together, basically. She's got a job and all all this, like... But then, obviously, the new timeline, which, you know, H18... Mm -hmm. um, She's totally lost the plot after the events of that night you know she's never fully recovered she still deals mm-hmm. with trauma on like a daily basis and i i've always preferred the h2o version of her like just getting on with things like i that's some of the things that i really didn't like about h18 was the fact that she was like so not over it um i mean i know i know that's like a terrible thing to be pointing fingers out going like all these people died and all your friends died and it was a traumatic event for you but you should be over it by now uh but yeah i've always preferred the other version yeah i i, I am remembering it a little bit now we watched it one like we did a whole halloween movie marathon when it was like i don't know three years ago both of us were sick in bed, so we just put on. So that's that's kind of the reason why I don't remember a lot of it, just because I was I was sick Delusional. when I watched them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so you rank them the same? You rank one, three, and two? Yeah, yeah, same as you. Um, but weirdly though, the IMDb ranking is exactly the opposite to us. So, really? 1978 is at the top with a rating of 6.8. Then 1666 in the middle with a rating of 6.7. And 1994 is at the bottom with a rating of 6.2. So, I don't know. I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's lots of different opinions flying around online about these films. So, I guess it's just subjective, really. Like, I guess so, yeah. Um, I feel like if they wanted, if she wanted to make the 1978 one like a standalone movie... You could almost do it. You mm-hmm. just, there would just have to be a little bit of tweaks to it. 
But I mean, yeah. I like the idea of just one of the camp members for some reason just going crazy and just chopping up everybody. Why oh not? well, look, if you like that, you're gonna love these Friday Thirteenth films. Oh, <laughs> I know, you. I can't wait. <laughs> um, some I've had two people in the past like week and a half tell me to watch Sleepaway Camp. Oh Sleep yeah, Away. I've I've never seen that. That's that's on my to watch list. Yeah. yeah, so it's on mine now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So I'm I'm excited. So yeah, I guess unless you want to mention anything else, that about does it for this episode. Yeah, I think I think I got everything out. Uh, We ripped apart the movie, but it's just funny because it's our second favorite. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we ripped this one apart more than you ripped uh, ripped seventy eight one apart. Yeah, I feel like we definitely. (laughs) But I mean, there was a lot of redeeming factors in 1666 than there was in 1978 yeah definitely i could put this one on and watch it easily over 78 um yeah that doesn't mean it was a good movie it it wasn't as bad as the other one (laughs) but yeah um next time we will be continuing the witch theme talking about the film that kind of inspired fear street part three and that's 2015's The Witch, or The Vivitch, the um, <laughs> which I can't wait to talk with you about. Oh, um, I'm so excited. It's going to be an interesting one, because it's a first-time watch for me, but not for you. Surprisingly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to rewatch it. I've seen it twice already. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just rewatch it just to kind of get um, some, write some notes down on it, because from the top of my head, I wouldn't be able to even remember a lot of it other than um pretty much the whole ending part is what yeah, i remember the most yeah. but uh yeah, yeah. So, so i like i like the witch theme i'm, I'm going yeah. for that that's cool it's well and truly season of the witch i mean <laughs> funnily enough i'm actually wearing my season of the witch t-shirt right now oh, so sick. Which I need to get one. we will be doing an episode oh. of in episode five and I cannot fucking wait for that. I can't either, because that's the one where we're going to just totally nerd out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be people great. are just going to turn us off halfway through. They're like, okay, they're just they're just giant dorks. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't figured that out already. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. And send us in some suggestions on movies that you think we should do. Please. We'd love to hear your suggestions. You as can... long as they're not, like super demonic because listen <laughs> well i'm fine sleep. with that i just don't i just don't want any torture porn or you know martyrs or um you know a serbian film or anything like that i don't oh. want that shit uh, but yeah oh, yeah email us at contact at gmail.com and also go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything including all of our socials and where you can listen to the show um i also want to mention like we've had so many kind people like sharing the show um, and stuff like that. Just so much support for the show. And we're just so grateful. It's awesome. Um, my friends over at Welcome to Horrorland Clothing, shout out to them. They do yes. awesome, awesome bootleg horror merch. Go and check it out. Um, I think it's Instagram at Welcome to Horrorland. And also, I've just had a ping. I've had a notification that we've had a mention in somebody's story. Yes, that's my hair. Yes, she's like my, she's a very long time friend. Um, She does my hair. So anytime any of y'all see how cool my hair looks, it's because of her. She's a maybe sailor. So she's, she's badass. I love her. Oh, wow. I've just gone on Instagram. She does some awesome hair. Look at that. She's been doing my hair for probably about six or seven years. But before that, like, I knew her since she was in like middle school and uh, she was just, she's always been like super artistic and just gone for what she wants. And I just love her to death. She's so great. So I was really happy that she, she mentioned us. (laughs) It made me feel good. (laughs) I'm just scrolling through the feed right now. And I clicked on one. I was like, whoa, that one looks cool. And it's you. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) I was like, that is awesome. Yeah, she she does a great job. She just did this kid's hair yesterday, and what he wanted was Godzilla, the whenever he uh, 
blows that fire, that blue fire. He told her that that's what he wanted, and she mixed <laughs> it up and made it for him. That is fucking amazing. I was like, that kid is cooler than I will ever be. <laughs> <laughs> I want hair like Godzilla breathing blue fire. Yeah. Wow. You should, you should uh, color your beard that. <laughs> Just walk around with that. Definitely. Um, yeah, also shout out to our sponsors, Skeleton Crew Clothing. Yes. Uh, head over there to check out all of their sick t-shirts. You'll find the link at horrorhomeschool.com. And uh, check out Ashley's Etsy as well. The link is also at horrorhomeschool.com. Yes, please. She has a promotion going on, 10% off. Yep. I'm going to be adding more stuff soon. I'm just, uh, you know, busy with work and sweating. So, because. Yeah, there's a really cool selection of thrifty shirts that you've bleached and colored, and they look awesome. Thanks. I enjoy it. Go and check out my comic book podcast if you like comics. It's called Chris's Comics, and you can go and find that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So, thank you once again, everyone that's tuned thank in. Thank you. We're having so much fun doing this, and we're going to continue doing it until there's no horror movies left. Um, and thank you for coming along for the ride. It means a lot to us, all the support. Feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook. We'll always chat back. Yep. Um, and you can also follow our personal social media stuff. For me, you can follow me on Instagram at Chris J Wakefield. And mine's underscore Baberham Lincoln underscore. <laughs> we will be back soon with another episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, good is evil. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs>